quite yet <laughs> the 91st, 91st academy awards. awards well dip what are you wearing tonight a butt plug tail from loveplugs.com and who are you excited to see uh let's see a very sweet and kind and talented guest coming in tom glove um what about you who are you excited to see i am excited to see all the nominees tonight um specifically um I want to see who's presenting and who's hosting, but we'll get to that later. Okay. And I am wearing a tuxedo from Nedra Bows, and I'm wearing a <laughs> cummerbund. 
You get the crumbs up or down? Crumbs are up. <laughs> All the chips got to catch the chips parts. All right. It looks like I got signed out of the outline as we started the show. I've signed back in. Oh, classic. Okay. So, so what do we have here? On Should the we show just today? restart that? No, that was great. Okay. So this is part two of our <laughs> Oscar special. You heard our top 10 lists on the previous pod. I'm sure many people listened, and all I'm sure many of people you? were surprised about all of the overlap. Uh, about all of the overlap. And then in this episode, we will be doing our final Oscar picks. So in the intermediate time, were you able to catch any more Oscar films? We started, if Beale Street could talk. So you didn't finish it. <laughs> no, we started Can You Forgive Me? Okay. And we watched If Beale Street Could Talk. Other than that, we haven't watched any. What? No, we didn't watch any. Well, if you think of it, let me know. When we started watching Cold War, and then we, uh, we shut it off. You shut it, it off, scared huh? Bo. You didn't like the folk music? We'll get to that yeah, later. Yeah, all right, okay. All right. Save it for the podcast. All right, we got We're a guest. on the podcast. We got a guest here. A dip, why don't you introduce our guest? All right. We have the great Tom Glove. Love. <laughs> Tom Love. Uh, this is his first podcast appearance and second nomination. He is a Oscar expert, and he does something called the legendary Tom, Tom Awards. Awards. Tom, welcome to well, the show. Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you. <laughs> they're not that legendary. It's probably just Cran telling you about college when I made my list. So, well, apparently uh, there is a newsletter hard. email that goes out every year with the Tom Awards. I'd love to be yeah. on that email chain. It goes to like five people. So. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on the show. You, your audio s- sounds even worse than I thought it would um, after all we went through, but I think it's I think it's going to work out. Tom Gloves. History. Corner. The Academy Awards, uh, those are the awards we're celebrating our 91st ceremony uh, this weekend. Um, they've been around since the 1920s. Uh, this is a uh, an award given out by, quote-unquote, the Academy. That's the, um, the people... When they think that, they're thinking the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, which was founded in 1927 by Louis B. Mayer. Uh, he was the head of the um, studios uh, back then. He was the second M in MGM. And he started that as a way to resolve labor disputes without uh, bringing in the unions. Um, so, yeah, the Academy is made up of uh, a bunch of people. We don't know who they are exactly, uh, other than maybe <laughs> Meryl Streep, Fiola Davis, and Tom Hanks. Um, they never released the full roster. Uh, we know there's about 6,000 of them invited branch by branch and um, yeah starting a few years ago they've been trying to make it a little bit more diverse um, due to the fact that they basically have been nominating a lot of white people Oscars so white Um, but there's still a long way to go of the 6,000 or so people it is uh, still currently 89% white and 73% male to this day if you could have one old white man to host the show this year who would you pick billy crystal maybe i'm billy crystal i'll be your master and commander tonight and and well into tomorrow bernie sanders oh jeff bezos and warren buffett now own more wealth than the bottom half what about you tom who would you pick um kirk douglas (laughs) that's about the oldest and whitest man there is right Ooh, he's Spartacus, Spartacus, right? What are some of your pet peeves? What do you like about the movies? What don't you like about the movies, Chips? I don't like people talking or whispering in my, my films. Okay. <laughs> or, uh, you know, having a screen out or 
two screens out while you're trying to watch a movie or you're with someone and they have a computer out well they're supposed to be watching the movie <laughs> full like, a full computer yeah full computer <laughs> taking notes while they're watching a movie um I don't like tardiness. You're fashionably late. Um, because I'm usually there early and have to save seats. And uh, I don't like that, like, um, pressure. So you're just, of, ta- you're just talking about our friendship. No, I'm, I'm, this is a, a thing in general. I don't like getting to a movie theater and having to be like Elaine being like, no, those seats are taken. No, those are taken. No, don't come over here. These are taken. So uh, I, I appreciate people uh, arriving um, punctually. And I also don't like when people leave their uh, items, their concession items, with them after the movie's over. Why don't you just take that and throw it in the trash can on your way out? Oh, I hate that one. That's a great answer. Tom, you have any of those? Uh, yeah. I, my old roommate Dave always leaves his cup, and I say, pick that up, and you're taking it with me. You have to bring that. I think that's so rude. Um, Wait, he has a, also- the same cup that he always brings? No, no, like he, he gets movie a soda cup. and then he leaves it and he doesn't actually take it with him to the trash can. But why he, he got that? into that why bike accident. Walk, Give him a break. And like a human being. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, I've had the past few times I've gone, someone literally just pick up their phone in the middle of the movie and start having a conversation. Um, I feel like that's a that's a no no. Isn't that everyone's pet peeve? Why would wouldn't that be that person's pet peeve? Why would they? I don't know. I've, I've never noticed it anywhere except for Boston, but we're full of assholes here. Ah. Anything else? <laughs> I'm sure Everything you... else is perfect about the movie viewing experience. I'm sure you have some pet peeves. Oh, I've got a story for you that I've been waiting to tell you. I'll make it quick, but I ha- this I wanted to tell you this on the last one. So the favorite was my uh, most unfavorite movie of the year, and I realized because in retrospect, I actually think I might have liked the movie, but the movie going experience was so bad for me. Because it was actually one of the few movies this year that I watched, we watched in the theater. Um, but there was a British man, a British bloke next to me. She's mine. With his girlfriend. And it started out where if you're sitting in your seat or on a flight or anywhere on a bus, it's kind of like a rule that your knees and legs should be parallel with your, with your shoulders. I think you shouldn't like manspread or anything. And so I was kind of sitting like that in my seat, and he crossed his right leg over his left, and I was to his left, and his right leg was completely in my territory, like completely in my middle zone. He was in between my legs. His leg was in between my legs, which was fine. It wasn't a big deal. Sounds like a big deal. Well, it was because of all the other stuff that happened. So he was constantly talking to his girlfriend about dumb stuff and just like laughing at scenes that weren't funny at all, I thought. And other people weren't even laughing, but also other people were sometimes laughing at dumb scenes. Then he did a thing where he, when people get comfortable sometimes, they will breathe without realizing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll do it in the microphone a little bit. When someone's calm and comfortable, they'll go, Do you know what I mean? Have you ever been next to someone who's like breathing because they're so focused on what they're doing or watching that they're breathing like a fucking idiot? Do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I the only one? I don't know what you're talking about. You really don't. No one knows. I've only I've seen that now. No one knows. Okay, so he was breathing so loud that I couldn't focus on the movie. Or like another, yeah, like exactly like that. You're going to notice now. You're going to notice now. It's like when other people are telling a story and then the other person who listens is moving their lips as the person's talking. Mandy and Chips do it. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, then another another time, a guy like was shaking his leg like crazy at a movie the whole time next to me, and it was shaking my seat. It's that type of behavior, that distracting. We're in a communal space, and you're getting too. You've got hyper vigilance. I think so. I think so. All right, I'm sorry that took so long, but I really hated that movie exclusively because of my experience being next to this guy, which sucks. All right, let's move on. I think it's time to make our picks. So do you guys want to make a wager on this? Let's do it. Let's get to the movies. Let's make a real wager. Tom, do you want to make a wager? What's the bet? 10 bucks, 20 bucks. 10 bucks, Tom? This is the bet is who's going to, like, actually as of... Get, a, get the most games. right. Okay, so we'll, it'll, we're going to pick... What we want to win, but the ballot is who we think will win. And now, for the Chips and Dip and Tom Star is Corn Dip Loves 2019 Oscar Winner Predictions. Brought to you by Coors Light. Next we have Score. Score is an exciting one. There's uh, Black Panther, if Beale Street could talk, <laughs> Black Klansman, Isle of Dogs, and Mary Poppins Returns. I would have probably given this to um, Eighth Grade or Annihilation, just because the Annihilation has that like really cool... And then uh, Eighth Grade has a lot of music that kind of sounds like you could make it yeah. it's very similar to your style um but of the of the scores that were nominated i really like if beale street could talk um barry jenkins that movie it just um it was supposed to have a lot of like a brassy jazz sort of feel to it but after they listened to it it was too bright so the um Nicholas Bretel, the composer, he replaced the brass with cello, which is pretty cool. Um, just to hear that a little bit of it. Oh. It's really good. So he took the horns out and put cellos in, and then this part's reprised, and he, he plays piano. It's the same part, but then you can hear a little bit of the trumpet sprinkled in. So I, I like this a lot. What, what do you think? Amir, Tom. Both of you. Uh, Tom, you want to go? I got a lot to say about this. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the of all those movies, that's the one where the score felt like a character almost. It was there's just so much of it where the score was very present in the movie, and it was beautiful. So um, it's the of all those movies. I saw a four out of five. Um, it's the one that I remember the most, and I remember walking out thinking that was a great score. So that's your official pick. It's my want and hopefully will. <laughs> I I agree. I, I think I think that was. Um, it reminded me of like a, it had like a, a taxi driver type weird through line, even though it's com taxi driver is completely piercing. But you hear that so like this type of thing, this vibe, this emotion is playing the whole time through. It's which, a it's a very mood movie. Very like mood it's, movie. Bright, vivid colors. Yeah. Like we'll get to cinematography later. I don't know if it's nominated for that or not, but um, yeah, yeah it, it's it, a very it, mood movie with this music and then just the way that it visually looks. Yeah, but then like I, I also really liked. Um, I think this will win for sure. 
but I, I really liked Black Panther. I really liked the Black Panther score. It was kind of strange, and it was like a lot of African drums and stuff like that. But Didn't Kendrick Lamar do the score? He like? had part of the original song, but it was Ludwig Goransson, son, or how do you say it? But yeah, so I think we're all on the same page. It was kind of had that Isle of Dogs feel, too, where it was like all African drums. Um, all right, we're all right. getting closer to the, the big categories. The next one is one they tried to cut. The cinematography. So who are our nominated cinematographers this year, Dip? Cinematographers are Cold War, Lucas Zell, The Favorite, Robbie Ryan, Never Look Away, Caleb Chanel, Roma, Alfonso Cuaron, A Star is Born, Matthew Libatiki. Um, let's see. Who wants to go first? I can go. My, my, um, who I think should win is, I think, Alfonso Cuarón. I think Roma should win. I thought it was beautifully shot. I remember a lot of the shots, as I told you in the last podcast we do. Um, we did. <laughs> I, I remember a lot of, like, just the brightness, even though it was in black and white. You still feel how it was shot. I thought the cinematography was really beautiful. But I think the favorite will win. Really? Yeah. Um, I think that Roma will win. Just because it's it's shot impeccably. There's for me like there's one tracking shot when they're going to the cinema and then they catch their dad cheating on them that he like was supposed to be in a different country mm. and he's been yeah, living yeah. in the same town just not coming home. But there's this tracking shot where uh, Cleo is like trying to chase down one of the boys that ran ahead and it's beautifully done because you see. Most of the movie takes place in their house, and then when you get on the street, that's where all the action happens. There's like a band that marches by one time, and then there's like a big riot and fight happening, and just like the calisthenics of the guy that does the sword play. Like, there's yeah. a lot of like visually interesting things that happen outside the home. Um, I would also be okay if Cold War won it, which I don't think you finished the movie, but that's another black and white film. I really enjoyed it. Um, the director of that, I think, has won an Oscar in the past. Um, so it's kind of kind of strange to me that Cold War and Roma, two foreign films, are nominated in cinematography. I don't think that's ever happened before. But Three, Never Look Away is foreign also. Oh, yeah, Never Look Away. I saw that this week. Uh, did you see that, Tom? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm behind on the foreign films. I've actually only seen Roma okay. um, from that list. So I'll go with Roma. Is my pick. I'll double down on that. I think it's, yeah, Alphonse, he also, he directed, edited, wrote, he did everything, so um, I think people recognize what he did there, um, and I mean, it was, of the ones I've seen, the three that I've seen from that list, it was the most beautiful, so. Thank you. Um, you didn't see half the foreign films. What kind of Oscar expert are you? I know I'm. I'm really behind. I did. I did my best. I was trying to try to see Cold War this week, and I didn't get a chance to. Hmm. So now we get into the one I'm excited about, Chips. What's get, that? We're getting into the shorts, baby. My shorts. Oh, I love the shorts. We went to the shorts together. It's syndicated. <laughs> it was really fun. Uh, I almost, I almost lost it laughing. <laughs> Uh, we were sitting next to a couple on a first date, and they were whispering while sitting, you know, right next to me. I don't think they could tell that everyone could hear what they're saying the whole time. 
It was great though. They were making out during movies about kids killing like smaller children. Is that and a pet peeve? No, I do, I don't care about the making out. Um, the the whispering is a pet peeve, that's for sure. But yeah. anyway, let's let's get back to the the movies. <laughs> which which shorts should we do first? The animated or the live action? I think you have an animated on the list. For best animated short film, go 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 go. Okay, animal behavior. Wow. Late afternoon. One small step. And weekends. My pick is Bao. Uh, it, it was the first one that played. It's the Pixar one. I had seen it before the the animated shorts, but I also think it's the best story. It's kind of hard to compare different um, animated films or just films in general, but my preference was that one, of, of the stories and the animation style. But Tom, what do you got? Um, I did not go to that screening that you did, so the only one I have seen Bao as well. That's the only one of the four. Um, I think the general rule is you don't bet against Pixar for animated shorts, so I'll go with the only one I saw, and I'll vote for that. <laughs> Except for Kobe Bryant, right? That wasn't Pixar, was it? Or was it? No, no, but like if they have <laughs> one in the race, and they usually end up winning. Yeah, Kobe, yeah. Kobe won last year. He yeah. beat Pixar. I'm also Bao Farnaway. Absolutely loved it. It was on my top ten, Tom. That's weird. <laughs> I loved it. Best live action short film. Detainment, Fauve, Marguerite, Mother, and Skin. Another group of depressing shorts. Um, I will go with Marguerite, which is the nomination out of Spain, because I feel like it did what a short is supposed to do. In you know, about 10 minutes, it gave you the entire story. And it's only had two characters, which is great. When you add more characters in 10 minutes, that's a lot of um, story to, to cover. And um, I feel like this was the best story in that amount of time. So we get a phone call. The child's missing. You got the grandmother and the mother there. They're trying to figure out where the dad is. Someone comes and tries to abduct the kid. It's it's all in 10 minutes. That was mother. That was mother. Marguerite was the one who was had dementia or whatever. Maybe you have no, dementia right now. Lesbian. Oh, well, then I'll oh, go with shit. mother. I thought Marguerite was the one. We got to double check this here. <laughs> Marguerite was the grandma lesbian leg rub. Mother was the phone call. Okay, I like mother then. It was called like Madre. Maybe that's why you're confused. Madre. Wait, what the fuck was Marguerite? Excuse my language. Lesbian it was, leg rub. It was the lawyer. Yeah, the the, oh, the lotion yeah. on the legs. <laughs> that was funny if that was actually your pick. Lotion. <laughs> that is not my pick. Mother is my pick. <laughs> oh, Tom, did you see any of these? He didn't go did to the not. short. Yeah, I read a quick synopsis of each one. I think Marguerite is the only one that's not depressing, right? Well, uh, I, that's I, also I, depressing. I no. They're all super depressing. Mother, yeah, they're all depressing. Marguerite is like in hospice care, and she asks the nurse what it's what's it like to have sex with a woman. She's an elderly like person, closeted lesbian. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of hot. Run down all of them for him about how depressing they are. Okay, so um, detainment is one about these two boys who (laughs) true story. Yeah, like nine year old boys in Ireland in like 1993. Yeah, that. They're at a, like a shopping mall, and they abduct like a two-year-old, yeah, and so then like she beat them to death with bricks. <laughs> and it's just them detained, 
And he's in like the a police little station. stupid baby sucking his thumb, walking like by himself, lost. And then what? What do they do? They beat the shit out of him, bring him with a grip, and, and then, then they throw him. And then they like took his pants down and like shoved something <laughs> up his ass too. They they cut off the tape because they're like, this is too disturbing that they're not going to add any more yeah. after they talk about them killing a two year old. <laughs> So that's Why entertainment. Why laughing? Did Cran like it? Uh, no, they were all horrible. I wanted to cry the whole three hours we were there. The animated shorts and the live action shorts are like the worst of humanity. I feel like Jeff liked that one too a lot. I feel like a lot of people no, like that one. No, I liked one. them all though. That one was too long. Then there's Fauve, which is one I... I'm not They're in a quarry and a boy dies in quicksand. <laughs> this this one, actually, I love. This is one of my favorites. The boy kind of looks like me. He's got a weird inverted chest. His shirt's off the whole entire movie. Um, How old are these boys? These boys are 12, 13. <laughs> Would you say? Yeah, that's. I think that's a good yeah. guess. Um, this one's really good because it's, it's just this... Oops. <laughs> are you okay? And that horn. <laughs> are you okay? My... My my earpiece my earpiece fell out. He, he looks so in. much like that painting right now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> he looks so much like the Van Gogh. Oh, it's up. <laughs> Can you describe what what he's doing right now and what he looks like? Oh, I saw at uh, Eternity's Gate. Is that what it's called? With the Vincent Van Gogh movie, and then uh, I saw one of the paintings on the wall, and then I was like, wait a second. Have you this never? Looks... Have you? Did you independently do that? What do you mean? You thought the Van Gogh looked yeah, like him? Yeah. That's crazy, because I've been saying that for years, haven't I, Tom? Have other people said that? Um, yeah, usually when they realize I don't have an ear, they tell me I look like Van Gogh. <laughs> he had his ear, though, after he even cut it out in this movie. I don't know if that was got sewn back on or if this was not um, accurate. But <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the live shorts. Okay, and then yeah. the last one, um, well, Skin. Yeah, we did Marguerite. We did Mother. So Skin is actually my pick. I think Skin will win. Tell, I, tell Tom what Skin's about. A lot of things that I read say that Marguerite will win, but yes, I think Skin will win. Skin is about, um, it's it's amazing, I think. I think this story, for some people, it's maybe too too shallow, but it's basically about... Tell me something, girl. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, it's basically about this, uh, it's a racial short. So it, it's about this beautiful black man in a grocery store who is kind of like looking at this other racist white guy and his kid and the kid's looking at him he starts playing with like a doll and the kid sees the doll and he thinks it's cute and then the white racist guy is like you fucking looking at my kid takes him outside beats the shit out of him can i spoil the whole thing for you he's not gonna see it yeah, it's good spoil it. you sure he pours milk on him, like, in Westworld. In the middle of the grocery store parking lot, pours a whole gallon of milk over his face. Then the black crew comes up, and they capture the white man. The racist they, white man. Racist white man. And they tattoo his entire body black. Entire body. And then they drop him off. He goes home. Oh, this is the most important part. You tell it. It's scary. Guess what happens. I bet you can guess from here. Yeah, Tom, guess what happens? The, Wait, the the dad is now tattooed black? Yes. <laughs> and he comes home like, uh, uh, to his family. Tries to get in. White racist family? Yeah. Yep, Are coming into the house. Too? Yeah. I bet they welcome him with open arms. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been a, a better answer. That would have been a twist. <laughs> yeah. No, the wife is like, there's a burglar. 
and she's she about- calls up all her other racist friends and like, hey, there's someone trying to break in. <laughs> So the wife is like claiming there's, or she thinks there's a burglar in the house. She gets out. She's like, what is that? What is that? Comes in. Finally, she recognizes through the tattooing that it's her husband. But then you hear, boom, the little boy shoots him in the back with a shotgun. (laughs) That's hilarious. Anyway, that was way too long. I'm so sorry. What's the next category, Chips? We've gotten through all of the technical minor ones. So now we're on to the semi-big category. Best song. Uh, I think this is shallow. We could move on, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's maybe the, the most obvious winner of the entire night. Should we sing it again? No, nah, it's okay. I actually like the Buster Scrubs, Scruggs song. Yeah, I like but, that one too. But yeah, definitely shallow one. I mean, it could also be the, the Black Panther one, I suppose. That's Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, right? Yeah, that one's pretty good too. The, the, the other ones suck. The, the, <laughs> oh, the Jennifer RGB Hudson one? one? I hate it. And yeah, the Mary, Mary Poppins one sucks too. I didn't hear the Mary Poppins one. Listen to them, they're horrible. They're like Broadway show songs. Well, some people like that. Some people like Broadway. Okay. Yeah, Chips and I go to Broadway all the time. I do, yeah. I'd like to go more. Through FaceTime? <laughs> What's next? On Broadway? Um, I don't know. <laughs> foreign film. We're on foreign film. For best foreign language film, Capernaum. Lebanon, Cold War, Poland, Never Look Away, Germany, Roma, Mexico, and Shoplifters, Japan. Okay, I feel like Roma's going to win, but for sure, if it wins the regular Best Picture, they might honor another um, movie. That's that's what I hope for. And I, my personal pick would be Never Look Away, which. I don't think any of you will see because it's a three-plus-hour German movie that's basically a love story from post-World War II Germany and people living in, like, the communist, socialist, western part of Germany and doing art. You just watched this, like, a couple days ago, right? Yeah, I saw it two days ago. Or maybe just yesterday. What's that show? And Cold War, that's another movie that's about Poland and post world war ii and socialist sort of ideals people doing folk language and dancing trying to preserve their culture so they have a lot of similarities that one's also kind of like roma because the director based it on his parents and it's like uh oh my computer died (laughs) so anyway do you need to charge it no it's it's okay is that traditionally how it is in the oscars with the foreign films like i'm not as is expert level as you guys is it usually like foreign films are are about war no most, uh, most every, don't necessarily every, um country picks what they want to nominate and then um they kind of they send off certain people like to see i think something like 10 of them and then they rank them and then from that they shortlist and then they nominate from there they keep changing the way they do foreign film it's been done differently a lot of different ways um, they also used to make you go to a screening and watch all of them and prove that you saw them all before you could vote. Ooh, and like that's that. why a lot of times the winner was always surprising because the only people who had time to go physically, physically to a theater on like a Monday afternoon were the old white guys who was always the old white, old, old white guy movies winning rather than like the hip, uh, hip or new movies. Um, but yeah, now they change it. Everybody can vote even if you haven't proven that you've seen it. So I think that also works in Roma's favor because a lot of people just have seen Roma and not the other ones and just vote for it. 
So what's your pick, people? Roma. Roma. And you picked Roma too, right? No, or you picked... What did you pick? I picked Cold War. I like turtles. Okay, you picked Cold War. Remember Wait, that. No, I, 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 I'll go with Cold War. <laughs> okay. I think I changed it, but that's fine. Cold War. All right, next one is uh, Best Documentary. For Best Documentary Feature, Bree Solo, Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. There's a couple of snubs in this category. I feel like uh, the Mr. Rogers movie could have been in here or Three Identical Strangers. Uh, my pick will be Minding the Gap for my personal pick, and then I think Free Solo will win just because of the uh, technical difficulty of filming someone climbing Free Solo, El Capitan, and not killing him. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got the same exact answers. Yeah, I was going to, like, down to, like, the one I want to win and the one that I think will. I think Minding the Gap was the best of those ones that I saw, but Free Solo has the 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 grandeur, so. The pedigree. What struck you, as Michael Barbaro would say, about Minding the Gap? So, my thing with documentaries is I think sometimes the subject matter just automatically makes a good, like, Three Identical Strangers I thought was a good movie, but... I almost feel like anybody telling that story in any way was going to... The subject matter was already going to make it a great movie um, and compelling. You didn't have to make a good documentary around it. The story was already there. Um, Mining the Gap was one of the documentaries where I felt like, um, on paper, it's not that groundbreaking of a story, but when it was all put together, it um, had a strong impact. And I think that says a lot in, about what kind of the importance of the documentary can do. I heard the same thing about Won't You Be My Neighbor? That like anyone could have, you know. Exactly. For me, yeah. Once you be my neighbor, I thought was anybody could have told the story of Mister Rogers. There was nothing to me particularly wonderful about how they made that movie. It was fun, and I liked it. And but I feel like it could have been done ten different ways and still gotten the same result. I feel the same way about Hill County this morning, this evening. It was so frustrating to watch because it was shot avant-garde, like fly on the wall style, but it was just like looking at someone else's photo album with no context of anything. And there's characters that come and go, but you don't know who anyone is and they'll film stuff that, you know, you're like, why is this, why are they filming a fly on the back of the truck for five minutes or a kid running back and forth till he runs out of breath or like a tire on fire. And I mean, some people are really into just that, that sort of thing, but it was, I don't know. It was like watching someone's Instagram story that you don't know. See, that sounds so much different than what you just said. That sounds fun to me, the Instagram story that you don't know. But seeing a tire burn for five minutes in a flying truck, I don't want to see that. <laughs> it's just a bunch of random shots. I don't know. Did you see it, Tom? I didn't see that one, no. I'm very surprised that it got nominated. Here are the nominees for Best Animated Feature Film. Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Mirai, Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I think Spider-Man is going to break the Pixar streak and will win because it's a great movie. We talked about it on the top ten list, so I don't really want to go on to too deep but tom i'm sure you have feelings it's on your tom awards yeah it's on my top 10 too it was the most surprising movie of the year to me i went to it because someone asked me to go and (laughs) i was kind of all right fine i don't i didn't think it was gonna be that interesting 
And then at the end of that movie, I was like, wow, that's a top 10 of the year. Yep, same thing. That was my number three movie. Um, I absolutely love that movie. As Chips knows, we talked about it a lot in the last podcast. Here are the nominees for Adapted Screenplay. Ballad of Buster Scrubs, Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen. Black Klansman, Charlie Wachtel and David Rabinowitz. And Kevin Wilmot and Spike Lee. Can You Ever Forgive Me? Nicole Hall of Center and Jeff Witte. If Beale Street Could Talk, Barry Jenkins. And A Star is Born, Eric Roth and Bradley Cooper and Will Fetters. My choice would be Leave No Trace, but that is not nominated. So of the nominated, I guess I'll go with Black Klansman. Tom? I don't really feel strongly about it, but... <laughs> I feel like Chips is like going to divert too much. Um, Black Panther, I think that's going to win. I think I would have, if I was voting, I would probably vote for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Because I feel like that's one of the spots where it can win something. Um, but uh, um, Black Klansman, I also really liked. I, I wouldn't be upset with either one of those two. Can You Ever Forgive Me won something for Adaptive Screenplay, didn't it? Some other award? It won WGA, the Writers Guild. So how, as an expert, like how much do those correlate to the Oscars? Not at all? Well, there are some movies that weren't nominated for the WGAs, um, but also Eighth Grade won for Best Screenplay right. there, Original which is like the top award yeah. at the Writers Guild, and it's not nominated. So Bo Burnob, when he won, he was like, I wanted want to thank everyone, and all I get is this, have fun at the Oscars. <laughs> So for Adapted Screenplay for me, uh, what I think should win, even though I don't really think it should win, I just loved it so much, is A Star is Born. <laughs> what will win, I think, is Black Klansman. Yeah, I feel like they're going to give Spike an award, and I don't think he's yeah. going to win Best Director. He's never won a competitive Oscar, so I think it's their chance to give him that. All right, then we're getting to what Chips called the Cool Kids Award. It is. This is the award that usually goes to the movie that I like the most, but it sometimes doesn't even get nominated. Last year, I believe uh, Get Out, which was probably what I would have picked for Best Picture, won this award. So Here are the nominees for Original Screenplay. The Favorite, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara. First Reform, Paul Schrader. Green Book, Nick Vallelonga, Brian Curry, Peter Farrelly. Roma, Alfonso Cuarón, and Vice, Adam McKay. Um, I think the favorite will win this, and that is what I would vote for, because it was my favorite of the nominated films. So that's what I'll be rooting for. Yeah, the favorite was my favorite of those. Favorite was in my... Favorite is the only... Other than Roma, but I don't think Roma is really a screenplay achievement as much as it is cinematography and direction and everything else so the favorite was actually a really great screenplay so i would give it to that so we're basically not gonna have any differences it sounds like i have yeah, we're all gonna pay each other hundred dollars <laughs> we all tie i have what i think should win roma and what will win the favorite but let's be real eighth grade should win but it's not nominated writers guild awards something right it is it's just something Best you also be Bradley Cooper for first uh, first time director at the Directors Guild. That's pretty crazy, actually. Yeah. Boy, he's huh? getting snubbed, as they say, over and over. Mm -hmm. He's basically dead, which leads us to our next segment, <laughs> In Memoriam. Can you think of anyone that died this year that's going to be oh. featured? I can't think of a single person. Betty White? She's she not dead. She's kidding. George H.W. Bush, was he in any movies? 
Australian, like a Dustin Hoffman old flick, maybe? <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Hoffman's not dead either. Um, <laughs> oh, Dick Van Dyke, he died, right? No. No? no he's alive. I'm just gonna Google who died. So are we. <laughs> oh, Jerry Van Dyke chips. That's who you're thinking of. Was it this year? I don't know any of these people. Anthony Bourdain? Oh, Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall's gonna get a note. Oh, Arlie Ernie. He, he, I know him. He's uh, the military guy from. He's <laughs> <laughs> just trailing off. Full metal jacket. That's right. I right. don't know. Any All right, of these let's people. move on to the big awards. We've only spent two hours talking about. We're doing great, stuff. Tom. You're a blast to have on. <laughs> I'm sorry about the start of this one. I just was very distracted by the audio. For performance by an actor in a supporting role: Mahershala Ali in Green Book, Adam Driver in Black Klansman, Sam Elliott in A Star Is Born, Richard E. Grant in Can You Ever Forgive Me, and Sam Rockwell in Vice. I would give this award to. Brian Tyree Henry and If Beale Street Could Talk, but he's not nominated. But he came in for like 10 minutes and the whole movie was about him. Yes. He was great. Hey, Paperboy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. He was amazing. During that part. What? I didn't understand what his point was. I loved him in that. I just loved about him. About the prison industrial complex, Chrissy. Well, I, I had like really bad acid reflux. And I <laughs> you had, won Best Supporting Actor at the Tom Awards this year. I so. went to go throw up. He's in a lot of movies, though. Yeah. Good for him, huh? <laughs> he was in and Widows. Hugh Grant and Paddington 2 won the Tom Awards. So what's your real pick, Chips? <laughs> um, Mahershala. That's who you want to win and you th who you yes. think will win? Yes, okay. that's that's a double pick. Tom? I So this is the one where Mahershala is the favorite. And I just kind of feel like they're not going to give him another Oscar so soon after Moonlight. And I don't know who they're going to give it to. So I kind of say, like, who will win is somebody not Mahershala is who I'm putting my money on. Um, kind of like the year that everyone thought Sylvester Stallone was going to win. And I was like, he's definitely not going to win. I just don't know who is going to. And then somebody else got it. I would like it to be Richard E. Grant. But um, I could also see Sam Elliott because he's a veteran, so one of those. I just don't know if they're going to give Mahershala two Oscars in whatever, three or four years. Three years? Yeah, because he was nominated for three, and, and this would be his second, right? I think. This, he, so, this is his second nomination. It would be a second win. He would have the same yeah. number of Oscars as Marlon Brando and Denzel Washington. So it kind of seems weird. Oh, okay. Well, who would you give it to of the other nominees? I find this category, this this list of people to be the least interesting um, of like any of the acting categories, except for maybe best actor. I thought those were kind of boring too. Boy, boys are boring. Girls are much more interesting in film. Um, I would give it to Richard E. Grant. I thought he was he gave a really um, yeah. I liked his performance. And it was, a, it was like the, the the epitome of a of a strong supporting performance. Everything that I've read says Richard E. Grant is like it's his time. But I think for sure Mahershala Ali. It's the the only one I haven't seen is Can You Ever Forgive Me all the way through at least. But it's ridiculous because if you think about the screen time for all the other people on this, like Sam Elliott really didn't have that much screen time. Yeah, and then Adam Driver sucked. That's my um, problem with the Regina <laughs> King and if Beale Street could talk, she's barely in that exactly. movie. Exactly, that's why I told Cram, but she's for sure gonna. Well, I'll save it for the yeah, podcast. She's for sure gonna win. <laughs> but, We're on the podcast. <laughs> well, we'll save it for the segment. <laughs> Sam Rockwell sucked. 
everyone sucked except for I didn't really see Richard E. Grant. So Mahershala Ali is going to win. He's who I think should win, and uh, he'll win. Kind of weird that's even supporting because he's half. That's the what movie. I was saying. He's like the main character, basically, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm so worked <laughs> up. Um, that's it for that. Here are the nominees for performance by an actress in a supporting role: Amy Adams in Vice, Marina de Tavira in Roma, Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone in The Favorite, and Rachel Vice in The Favorite. Um, I mean, I'm gonna pick Emma Stone for The Favorite. Rachel Vice won Ugh. Best Supporting Actress at the BAFTA, which is like the British Oscars. Uh, but Regina King has been sweeping this up since the Golden Globes and all of the other award shows in between. So I will be rooting for Emma Stone, but I think Regina King will win just because she's won at pretty much everywhere else. But, you know, maybe Rachel Weisz could get the upset. Official pick? It's Emma Stone. Tom, what do you got? Official Emma. That's interesting. Um, my official is Regina. This is, I think, the toughest one because there is no. Everybody has like reasons why they could and why they couldn't, and they no one has like that clear trajectory for it. But um, uh, I think she would. Um, Amy Adams, I thought was still great. She just, I don't want her to win for Vice. I think. I know this is her sixth nomination, but there's just something. I just want her to win for a bigger, better performance. Yeah, I agree. So, my opinion on A.B. Adams is Cran's opinion, which is that she's just doing Hillary Clinton as Kate McKinnon, basically. Swap um, that and reverse it. Doing um, Kate McKinnon as Hillary Clinton? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what it would be. Um, what? <laughs> doing Hillary Clinton as Kate McKinnon? Yes. That's so, <laughs> what I think should win, uh, or who I think should win, is Marina de Tavira. I thought she was amazing um i for sure think that regina king will win and this is just like supporting actor emma stone might as well be you know protagonist she's got a huge role in this film like i think would you rather have someone that's barely in the movie like regina king win or no. someone that's in the movie a lot but i feel like a supporting actress category is somewhere more like marina day Taviera, or however you say her name. So if Emma Stone is supporting and it should be the lead, then who would be supporting in that category? I feel Ra like Rachel Weisz. I feel like Olivia Coleman, Rachel Weisz, and Emma Stone all have like equal amount of time in the movie, though. But Emma Stone is more of a prominent character than Rachel Weisz, I think. Like she's, she stands out more. Maybe it's her acting? I don't know. But I just think her role's too big to be supporting actress. I don't think it's fair. So I, I don't think she'll win. Yeah, I don't think so either, but I still picked for her. So our official picks are Regina King, Chips is Emma Stone, on to Best Actor. For performance by an actor in a leading role. Christian Bale in Vice. Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody. And Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. Uh, I'll go Christian Bale. Who you want or who you will? Well... <laughs> I, I want him to win. I know there's a lot of talk about Remy Malek winning because he's won a lot of the awards coming into the show, but I, I honestly think that Christian Bale is going to win. I don't think that a lot of people are going to vote for Bohemian Rhapsody because of the Brian Singer stuff. Um, but I could be completely wrong. 
I just think Christian Bale is going to win because his transformation into Dick Cheney was incredible. And if you're going to give it to like a biopic person, I would give it to him over uh, Remy Malek. So that's my personal choice and my official pick. I think Remy Malek is going to win, even though it was definitely not my favorite. Um, like I said, the most of, I didn't see Willem Dafoe. Um, I don't know if anybody I, in America did. I did. Uh, I saw that today. Yeah. Um, like he, he was fine. That, that movie, I don't know why... I don't know why he got nominated over like Ethan Hawke that was in First Reformed or even I know this sounds ridiculous but Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible because of like the stunts that he does I feel like he should get some credit like he should get a nominee for jumping out of a helicopter and landing on a on a skyscraper you know he like flies helicopters and airplanes but if you learn how to play the guitar you get nominated well uh, did you make your picks Tom yeah I I I picked Rami to win, even though I don't particularly feel great about him winning an Oscar. I think he will. Um, if I if I was winning, I probably would give it to Bradley Cooper, even though I thought A Star Is Born was half of a good movie and half of a piece of shit movie. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Tim. Uh, but I think he was solid in it. So, and I also think that he's a great actor, and he has proven himself to be Oscar worthy in a lot of things. And I wouldn't mind him winning for that, but um, I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's my pick for what, like, who I think should win. I think Chips is right about Christian Bale. I think he's like it was an amazing performance. Love his little lip twitch, but he is basically just doing Batman without the costume. <laughs> he really is. I disagree. He really is. He's just. Like, you think Dick Cheney's just Batman? <laughs> Pretty much, Christian Bale is just being Batman with. But he's Without being Dick costume. Cheney, so that means you think that Dick Cheney is it's Batman. It's just a different outfit. So you think that Dick Cheney di- sounds like Batman? The voice, yes. It isn't like that. Unidir. Unidir. <laughs> it's the same thing. Isn't it, Tom? Am I not am I am I not right? The Halliburton. Halliburton. Lynn. Where's Lynn? Where are my kids? <laughs> Unidir. It's just that. It's Batman. What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pants. I'm Batman. That's correct. All orders are Unidir. Unidir, sir. Um, okay, so yeah, official pick for me is Rami Malik. I think he'll win guaranteed. Next category. Performance by an actress in a leading role. Yelitsia. Yelitsa Aparicio in Roma. Glenn Close in The Wife. Olivia Colman in The Favorite. Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. And Melissa McCarthy in Can You Ever Forgive Me? Y'all, it's a Paraisiao. Tom, is that right? What does everyone think? Uh, I think there's a couple snubs in this category. Elsie Fisher from eighth grade. She deserved a nomination. Also, I think Charlize Theron for Tully could have been nominated as well. Tully was a great movie, very underrated. And yeah, Tony Collette was my favorite performance of any person in any movie, and I'm very sad that she wasn't. Yeah, I would have liked that as well. She's. He could have been nominated. But of the ones that are uh, available to pick, I will go with another favorite of mine, mm. Olivia Coleman. I think she's wonderful. You think she's she's going to win and it's your pick? Both? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go double pick here. Olivia Coleman. I, I think she's going to... Well, they might give it to Glenn Close. Have, you, has, have either of you seen The Wife? I and, did see The Wife, and I was that's another one where I was surprised, where... I thought it was going to be kind of... Everyone talked about it like the Still Alice, Julianne Moore thing where it's just an actor's showcase. 
Yeah. And, she does the quiet uh, and talking the and then the loud talking. Um, <laughs> but I did think, what? I'm sorry. That's, yeah, say, she, say she, louder. Does, she does that kind of um, acting oh. where she's really quiet and then oh she gets very <laughs> upset your wife who just won the nobel prize don't touch me i saw the wife and the wife was it wasn't a great movie but it was a three out of four star movie i just felt very mature um and i liked it um and glenn close was i thought great i wouldn't be upset if she finally won an oscar for that movie i don't i you think that's the movie that she deserves an oscar for no, but I mean, at this point, who knows when the next chance is going to come, That's, and she deserves yeah. one, and there are worse movies she could have won for, um, and, um, or there are, she gives a performance that is, um, at her level, um, worthy of an Oscar. I usually don't go with that overdue narrative, like, don't actually buy into it. But she, if she loses, she will be the losingest person in Oscar history, and that's just rude to do to Glenn Close. Hmm. A lot of different, like, things I've read say Glenn Close is going to win. So I picked her just because of that, because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Olivia Coleman, from what I've seen, was the best performance and, and should win. And she'd give a great speech if she won. Yeah. That's something to, important to remember, too. Yeah. And one thing I think should be a judge is, is if these people are on SNL, like they were, you know, she was on Family Feud, Glenn Close, Kate McKinnon, again, um, that automatically for me is like, oh, they have some, they've captivated some people. They They deserve some credit here. So I think my official pick is Glenn Close. Is that what you were going to say as, as well, Tom? Or? Yeah, that's my pick. I, I will say if Lady Gaga wins, um, <laughs> even though I am a homosexual, I will burn down my house. I do not give Lady Gaga an Oscar. <laughs> Caddy. What, what about for song? Would you give it to her for oh, the yeah, song? Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a singer. She is a mediocre, sometimes okay actress. She's I thought great she did singer. great. Stay in your lane. <laughs> I thought she did great. Tom. What do you think of the dice no. man as her no, dad? She, 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 there were moments where she was capable, and then there was moments where she sucked. Name a moment where she sucked. Every time you could see her head thinking about how to act, which was maybe the bagel, <laughs> uh, like at least half the movie, she was so obviously thinking about how to act in a movie. Andrew Dice Clay was better than her. The dice oh, man. He was pretty God. great. All right. That's my daughter. We're moving on to a big one. Big one. The big one bone. Here are the nominees for achievement in directing. Black Klansman, Spike Lee. Cold War, Pavel Pavlikovsky. The favorite, Yorgos Lanthimos. Roma, Alfonso Cuaron. And Vice, Adam McKay. Wait, can we do a spelling bee with these, with these guys? Oh, God, no. Fuck yeah. Tom, you go first. Chip, we're always doing talking. You go oh. first. Alfonso Cuaron, Roma. That's he was. I mean, it was my favorite movie. It was a true director's vision. Give it to him. Mm-hmm. Although I do, I think Yorgos Lanthimos. Um, I haven't seen him. I've seen most of his movies, and I have. I've loved all of them. So, um, but I think he'll win it at some point now that he's crossed over into um, making English-speaking films. Yeah. So. Yeah. Chips is all about the lobster. I love the lobster. I love the killing of the sacred deer is great. I love Dogtooth. Dogtooth was fantastic. So I don't think Spike's gonna win for this. Um, See, if it's just directors, I think Paolo Posklowski could win because um, Alfonso Cuarón's already won, and so so is Paolo. You know what I mean? They're not like, yeah, they're not giving one of these directors the first one unless they give it to Spike or Yargo. 
or even Adam, but I think I I'm gonna I'm gonna go and say that not everything's gonna be chalk. So I will go with Paul Pawlowski <laughs> for Cold War. Cold War hot pronunciation. <laughs> I'm gonna also say who I think should win: Alfonso Cuarón and who will win: Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, Cuarón <laughs> and Cuarón. Changing it up. <laughs> oh, here we go. And uh, now it's time for the uh, the big one. The biggest of the bones. Best picture. And finally, here are the films selected as best picture nominees. Black Panther, Kevin Feige, producer. Black Klansman, Sean McKittrick, Jason Blum, Raymond Mansfield, Jordan Peele, and Spike Lee, producers. Bohemian Rhapsody, Graham King, producer. The Favorite, Cece Dempsey, Ed Guiney, Lee Magaday, and Yorgos Lanthimos, producers. Green Book, Jim Burke, Charles B. Wessler, Brian Purdy, Peter Fairley, and Nick Vallelonga, producers. Roma, Gabriela Rodriguez and Alfonso Cuaron, producers. A Star is Born, Bill Gerber, Bradley Cooper, and Lynette Howell-Taylor, producers. The eighth and final nominee, Vice. Dee Dee Gardner, Jeremy Kleiner, Adam McKay, and Kevin Messick, producers. And the Oscar goes to... Green Book. What? Uh... Who you want or who you think? No, that's who's going to win. I think it's a good answer. Tom, what do you think? I think it's a really good, good answer. I mean, the, in terms of movies that are consensus... Maybe like that's the thing about that movie is um, some people really like it, and I know a lot of there's a lot of it was the AARP uh, choice. Yeah, and it's as like you said, it's the the Academy is whatever eighty percent old white white, men. and they're all white old white men, and that makes them feel good about it's a story of a black man told through the eyes of a white man. Um, so it's. It, it could win, even though it's so obviously not the best picture. It's one of the shittier ones of the year, um, I think. And it's, uh, it's a little problematic as well, right? Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's super problem. It's just it 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 would have been progressive in like 1984, um, but we're well beyond that now. Driving Miss Daisy is what everyone says. Yeah, it's yeah. When do the right thing should have won. But also, it's just like it's not a it's not a particular like I was regularly bored during it that's the other thing too i saw it and i just remember kind of constantly being bored and not that engaged with the movie um so i think it's a good pick because um because of the preferential voting thing yeah because it's going to be in so many people's two and three and i think that makes a lot of sense yeah and i don't think the older voters care about the like the the son of the vigo morton's character like tweeting out racist anti-muslim stuff or like um the the family of mahershala yeah they they don't i think has died down a little bit unfortunately even though it shouldn't have yeah so these sort of not off the field but off the film things i don't think they're gonna affect this voting as much as people think it will because it is a bunch of older people that maybe don't follow or care about these things what do you... Also, I think when you, when you look at the preferential ballot, like some of the when you think about where they're pulling their votes from, like um, Green Book appeals to 
a certain demographic in a way that none of the other ones, except maybe Bohemian Rhapsody appeals to like the old white man a little bit because they are reliving their hip 70s days or whatever. Um, all these other ones are somewhat edgy or um, quote unquote ethnic or whatever it is that they're going to probably run away from. Um, so it's it's going to collect the biggest group of them. Even though I think Roma should win. So what what do you think What's will win? Pick? I I'm gonna actually say I think Roma will win just because I hate voting ag- I hate I want to root for something and if I get it wrong, then be pissed because I my movie lost as well as I lost money. Yeah, um, I did something similar. I I so I kind of like rank them from bottom to top. So I think that Vice is is last place. I have Vice in last place. I have Black Klansman in next place, whatever that is. I have A Star is Born in the next place. I thought that was your favorite, though. It is. It's, it's, it is, but I think just because it was made so many times in the past. and it, Oh, this is your ranking for what you think is going to win, the likelihood, not yeah, your personal. We never see what the rankings are, though. No. But it would be interesting but, to see like what the votes turned out to be. I wish they would show us. I just think this is based on what I saw and just reading – I think the next one would be the favorite, and then I think it comes down to the three you mentioned, Bohemian Rhapsody, Roma, and Green Book. And just like you said, I don't think Green Book, Green Book is worth it, um, but I remember like years ago, A King's Speech, I don't remember what category that was in, but I was like, this movie sucks. It won Best Picture. Yeah. No, I remember it, and we watched it because it won Best Picture, and I feel like that's how I would feel if I like wasn't privy to movies and... Then I watch the Oscars and I see, oh, Green Book won Best Picture. And then I go watch it. I'd be like, what? Why did it win? Um, Although Moonlight did win, which is shows a little bit of edge. Like the the diversifying of the Academy might be doing something if Moonlight, a movie about black a black queer man, can win. Yeah, there maybe is hope for a Roma. I don't know. Well, there's a shot for Black Panther in there too. I I feel like a yeah. little bit, but my pick also is Roma, which is crazy because basically Roma's going to win a lot of awards. Like you think a, so? A lot, according to my little, what I think. But um, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. They might not like that. That's true. I don't know. None of this means anything. Yeah, that's the, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the main point. None of this matters. Oh, man. So we all have our official picks. It's Green Book, Roma, and Roma? Yeah. And who do you want to win? You want Roma to win. I want Roma's my favorite movie of the year, so Ooh. it's very. That's the other thing too is that it's very rare that my favorite movie of the year actually gets nominated. So, um, which sounds weird, but like because they have ten chances to do it, but um, it's pretty rare that it actually slips in. Um, eighth grade was my number three. I said I know Chips is number one. That's like I would have loved if that had made it in. Um, but you know we're sticking with what we were given. Yeah. Do you have any closing statements? Thank you so much for doing this. Sorry it's so late. Oh no 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 problem. Um, yeah, I, I I will send you guys my my Tom awards and then you can uh, comment on them later. Um, Can't wait to judge. Give my my actors along with that just my top ten. Um, that'll be a special privilege for you in the next few days. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show. We love you so much. I just want to <laughs> say one last thing. Uh, Dip, uh, thank you so much for going on this Oscar journey with me. When uh, you know a couple months ago you said you were going to watch many Oscar movies as you can and you actually did you watched a bunch of these movies and uh, we spent a lot of time prepping for this but in the end none of this 
actually matters because <laughs> you know we we probably won't remember what movie won the best picture a year from now or two years or three years because I can only remember like the last couple ones. Yeah. You know, Moonlight won two years ago, and then last year it was the fish sex movie. Yep. So it it doesn't really matter, and uh, we can always appreciate the movies that we like too. And why do people judge movies anyway? It's all art. It's not like they're making the same thing. Like, uh, you know, it's not a sport. So um, it's just, it's great because you can talk about it and have these discussions. So that's what I like about the Oscars. You get all these films nominated and then, you know, you can go and watch them and have opinions about them. So it's been great to be on this journey with, with you, Tom, and, and you, Dip, and uh, Robin in the corner. I watched them all too. Thank you so much, and, and thanks for exposing me to them. I never got to say about our viewing experience of um, Star is Born. Oh, say it. Which was on, like, a very dark cam recording with Korean subtitles. That, and it's from the brightness.